Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now. Hello and welcome to The Nightcap. It's Wednesday the 14th of February and myself and Paula sat upstairs at Salt having a coffee and a catch-up as always. Happy Valentine's Day, mate. Happy Valentine's. Get any cards? Yeah, uh, just the one. Oh, I did From didn't. the wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I sent one to Marie. It no, was, no. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't know if I've ever got one before because she got a card come through and she said, uh, you sent me a Valentine's card. You don't do Valentine's. So I just saw it, it was funny and it was a picture of uh, Barry Keogan yeah. is like, I'll drink your bath water. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Very good. I like that. Yeah, novelty Valentine's Day. I did one that said, uh, am, I, am I Kenneth? From oh, Barbie. okay, cool. Quite good. Um, yeah. I, was, I mean, we don't do Valentine's Day really, but it's like, it's an excuse. I'm not, I don't, I, don't, I think we talked about this last year. We like, did actually, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't like people like overtly being like, it's just for commercialization. It's like, yeah, yeah whatever, fucking hell, fun sponge. Like, yeah, I, I sit where you sit in the laugh. middle of like, I'm not going to go all out and yeah. I'm not going to be totally against it. It's, it's it is what, what it is. is. And we'll exploit it as a business. Fucking right. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. What is the plan at Salt this evening? Uh, so we're full lunch and dinner. So tonight we, we just, we haven't done a Valentine's since before covid wow because it's fallen on sunday monday and tuesday there was one on lockdown yeah, yeah the yeah. we did the one just before the first lockdown and yeah. then we did so the 20 21 one was a lockdown we did boxes 22 was like a monday 23 was a tuesday so i'm not opening up because then no, it's complicated getting the guys in so i just left it yeah um yeah, so this is our first Valentine since 2020. Wow, as that operational. is weird, actually. Four years. Yeah, we just do a set taster menu. Um, so it's a course less than we normally do, but the price is a little bit less as well, so it's reflective. Nice. And then we, we offer like a little caviar option on the start. You have to pre-book. Lovely. It's a little caviar blinis and stuff like that, just as yeah. a little extra. We used to turn a few tables. We'd do a smaller menu, and we'd when we were 10 tables, we'd turn five. Yeah. But we're not turning any tonight. I think we've got the right sort of business. And yeah. yeah, yeah. That's nice. I think it's, you know, like we just said, it's sort of nice to do things slightly differently for Valentine's, even if yeah. it's commercial, even if it is whatever. I, I imagine back in the day, like years ago, when you were working in the big hotels and stuff, it used to be like so stereotypical. <laughs> Valentine's. It was a bit, and then you'd get you get someone in reception do some bloody stupid menu with like you know hearts and oh, trying to do corny wording and stuff. Oh, fuck that! And uh, you, you still see people now. Fortunately, not so much with you know chocolate drip strawberries. It's February. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good and there's always a passion fruit. Fuck <laughs> off! That is that is the cringe. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Yeah. So and you you know we don't make it like that obviously we don't like christmas we don't make it christmasy it's the food that's in season at that time yeah. so same for valentine's and um yeah it's just a nice menu seasonal tasty that's how it yeah. should be man yeah i remember working in the pub when i was younger and like the dessert would say it was a chocolate tort or whatever that just came straight out of the fridge mm. but then they would uh, with the squirty bottle with chocolate sauce write happy valentine's down the plate oh. you know, that <laughs> classic yeah. it was always just some random person in the kitchen that had good handwriting yeah but the chef would just could you just write happy valentine's <laughs> yeah. down there like fuck's sake this is so funny yeah yeah you bring it out and, that it's, is- and it's a mum and dad and their kids <laughs> like, oh no they don't want to yeah <laughs> yeah is that is um typical of kitchens as well like when other kitchens where we'd write happy birthday on a plate which i don't do i, don't, I just just <laughs> not my thing yeah. we don't do it here um it was always like my 
handwriting's terrible. So it's even harder with bloody chocolate. <laughs> yeah. So who's got the best handwriting? That person's off that day. Like, Fuck, yeah, who's yeah. going to do it? <laughs> you do them all up before service, get all your happy birthdays You need one done. of those uh, like stencils, they do the cocoa over the top of the cappuccinos in Costa. You need ah, one of them, you don't do. you? do, yeah. Just, just do that. Yeah. Um, so you, you won't do much for yourself tonight, Valentine's? No, I'll be here. Nah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we're not. We're just no. night in. We're not going out. No, but, fair enough. But I don't, part of me, like we did when we were younger, because I think it's like yeah. the novelty when you're younger. But yeah, the older is. you get, the longer in the tooth, you're just a bit more cynical. Yeah, you are. Like, definitely. It's, it's horrible, but it's true. Um, two buses coming along at once, though. Yesterday was Pancake Day. I don't yeah, I know. In my head, I was like, does that normally happen? Like Pancake no. Day the day before? Well, because it coincides with Easter, doesn't it? The six-week yeah. religious thing. Of course. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a look because I was like, I was trying to remember what pancakes I did last year. And it was actually, it was the 23rd of Feb last year. Yeah. So it's like ah, okay. two weeks. Two weeks later, so. yeah. yeah. We did your American pancakes. Oh, you did? Salt mass class again. Nice. Yeah, I love them. Just, nice. Just love with them. The, Banana, no. <laughs> oh, fuck, fuck no. Haley had banana. Yeah. What did you uh, have? I just had. I just went butter. I didn't have any bacon in, but I just went butter and syrup. Yeah. Really simple. Um, yeah. We had ice cream and stuff in, but I was like, no, I just want, I just want some syrup and nah. butter. I just want it like, and that sort of butterscotchy flavour on it. Yeah. It's nice. Lovely. No, Esme requested American pancakes. So they are just so much nice. Do yeah. So fluffy are. and like they're like clouds, aren't they? Exactly. I do like a crepe, but in that environment, a yeah. stack of pancakes is just. We had it for me. our dinner. We yeah, didn't have same. it as dessert. Yeah, because yeah. no, yeah, no, no, I knew they nothing. wouldn't eat many. Because we'd been cinema in the day anyway and had loads of crap. So yeah, <laughs> yeah Ethan was like requesting squirty cream. He's like, no, we won't, I won't have that in the house. Nah, no. We'll not have it in the house. He said, I like it. I don't care. I said, I'll get proper double cream and I'll whip it. Yeah. He's like, I don't like that. So like, you've, you will. And he was just being stubborn as hell. And then he covered his pancakes and he was loving it. Yeah. And then he, he wanted Nutella. I was like, I'm not getting that because I don't eat it. They don't eat it often. It'll just sit in the cupboard for a year. Yeah, open. so true. Yeah. So I just did loads of fruit. I had bacon. Nice. Did maple syrup, whipped yeah. cream and you know, a few other bits and lemon and sugar and stuff. Yeah, lovely. So they could have what they want. That's such a, I can't wait until, you know, me and Hayo are having our first kid, but it's like it's stuff like pancake day that I really can't wait to do with the kids when uh, yeah. when I'm older, when I'm yeah. older, when they're, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, because it's just so much fun and it's food related. And exactly. Like you put all stuff in the middle yeah. and you can yeah, help yourself, really make your own. Yeah. Especially when it's just a, like a Tuesday in February. Yeah. Like it's just an excuse for a different fucking night. Because I don't know about you, but like just the start of the year, I know it's the same every year, but there's just a sense of Groundhog Day every day. Oh, yeah. Like the, even the meals the you have at work, and then it's fucking to, raining it? every day. It's yeah. just like shit. It's just shit. Yeah. Like, we just get through these first few weeks of the year. Yes. Um, but yeah, actually, quick one on that. Bit of a hot take. Cream. Yeah. In general, I I never choose cream. No. Ever. You're talking like pouring or whipped? Any. Yeah. For, for, for like, you know, like with desserts and stuff, some people like want it with a bit of cream and stuff. I'm just, it's just fine, but I find it, it's a nice texture sometimes, but not really mm. that flavorful. Yeah. So I, I would rather have like a cold custard, like yeah. a cold creme pat or something. Because yeah. there's a vanilla in there and there's an egginess to it. So just cream. I, I know loads of people love it, but I'm just like... Like cream on top of a hot chocolate. I'm like, no, just fuck. Yeah, no. Fuck that right Especially because it's generally that squirty shit. Yeah, just what is that? I don't, like, even as a kid, I hated that. Yeah. yeah I, I remember working it. in some, you know, really poor places when I was part-time and at college. Um, one was a village hotel. I don't mind. Everyone knows how shit they are. <laughs> um, we, like, we had desserts. They were pre-packed. You'd all sliced and everything. You'd put them on the plate. We'd, yeah. we'd add a carton, you know, like an orange juice carton. You'd yeah. cut the top off. It was chocolate sauce. Yeah. We'd draw something on the plate. Yeah. So you'd use that as a piping bag yeah. and it'd get all shitted up. Yeah, yeah. And then it was squirty cream. And some chefs, no, sorry, some people that work there <laughs> would before service put the squirty cream on and what happens to that oh yeah it just disintegrates yeah in, in like 30 seconds yeah. a minute it just goes this just flat. Air, isn't it it's just i don't even know what it whipped is whipped cream would stand up but yeah. you still wouldn't do that early yeah so they'd have all these plates ready on the stack and you just put your dessert on and send it i just refuse to use some more yeah, absolutely with you it's awful it tastes like chemicals yeah it's no, awful stuff not into it at all uh, lots coming up on today's pod. We've got a bit of correspondence. We've got top fives, obviously. Uh, a trip to Morocco, but we're going to start with Italy because Paul was in Italy over the over the weekend, basically. It was yeah. yeah. Um, so it was what is in Tuscany? Yeah, in Tuscany. James Golding. Doing so James Golding from um, previous podcast. Yeah. 
So he, James used to run, as he spoke about on the pod, the Pig Hotels, uh-huh. and he he come out of it, I think sold his shares. Uh, he now actually works for Table Talk, a really exciting project on, that mm-hmm. um, I'm sure Dan has to fill us in on. But um, yeah, so he's bought a house on the side of a mountain just outside Pontremoli. Wow. Um, so which is about an hour from Pisa. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's um, what, about 400 meters up this mountain. So it's not really high, but incredible views. Yeah. And then he got links with this hotel a bit further up. It's like a kilometer up mm-hmm. the mountain because he's eaten there a few times. A French guy, Tony, he's called El Rusticello. Um, it's a kilometer up the mountain. Yeah. And the views are incredible. Um, just do some beautiful food. And he's like, I want to do supper clubs here. So he does his uh, nomadic sporadic, which him and his wife Erica do. Yeah. They do supper clubs around the UK and then they're taking chefs over wow. to do um, supper clubs there. So he asked me to go over. I was like, absolutely. Showed yeah. me the photos. I was like, ah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we sorted it out last year, but That's this incredible. is only second one he's done out there. Yeah. He's got another one next month. With Dr- does he live out there full time? No, he- no, he lives between the two. Oh, between the well, two. he lives here, but yeah. they visit there a lot. Yeah. So they stay in there all week this week and then they're back in March. And there are a lot of the people that go to the supper clubs there. Are they local Italians? Yeah, local it- Italians. They're trying to get a bit more people from the UK because yeah. like, this hotel is really, really special. Probably rustic, lovely yeah. mountain hotel because um, they've got nine bedrooms rooms wow. so do, they put packages together for you to go over so there were a few english out there yeah um and then yeah there was a lot of local people we had the local mayor from there wow. and just a lot of local oh, people cool. from the area yeah. uh, of palm tremoli and the villages in the mountain as well yeah so yeah it was just really 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 nice really unique experience yeah it sounds amazing so on the we got there on the friday um, went up the mountain and it was just misty, rainy and these windy little single path roads like hairpins and everything. Yeah, yeah. Scared to death I was. <laughs> going a kilometre up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it takes from the bottom to the hotel, it, it takes about 20, 25 minutes drive wow. to get up there. Um, in the rain, obviously a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah sure. You'd hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, so we went there, got some food. I, I stayed there and then um, next day, went out, went to the markets with James and his daughter, who's going to be a chef as well. So she uh, helped us out there. So me and James did the cooking. She helped us. And then the chef who's there as well. We did my menu on the Saturday night um, for about 35 to 40 guests. It was, Um, I didn't start any prep till 11 (laughs) a.m. And the guests were in at like seven. Did you feel up against it or was it all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was in shit. Yeah, Yeah, proper. yeah, it was a proper push on and I had to, yeah. like some ingredients come in slightly different just through translation. And yeah. it was food that we do here, but I had dumbed it down a bit because obviously being out there yeah, on my you own don't know and not you... knowing ingredients, you've got yeah, to the... box clever. Was the kitchen good? It was okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it was fine for it's its rustic. purposes, but it, yeah. it wasn't really well equipped for what, what I needed and I didn't know what to expect. But again, I'd planned around that yeah, sure, yeah. Um, as much as I could. But yeah, I just did like simple menu. I did bread with a yeast, butter. Oh, and this is what I realized. So I planned the menu ages ago. And just while I was there on the day, I was like, oh, fuck. How are they going to perceive this? You know what Italians are like as yeah. a food. They're stubborn buggers, right? <laughs> and, you know, I spoke about it many times. And rightly so. That's why the food is so protected and so pure. Yeah. I've gone out there. I've served butter with bread, which they don't do. <laughs> Most of them eat it dry or with olive oil. Yeah. Um, I mean, you never see the whole, you know, crappy Italian restaurants that put balsamic in with the oil. Oh, yeah, yeah. They never do that. Yeah, it's do oil that. or just dry. Yeah. So I've served butter with bread. <laughs> then I've done a pasta dish that's of my own creation. <laughs> the Caesar Malaredas <laughs> from the pasta book. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck, I've took the Caesar salad. I've took carbonara. I've merged them together. <laughs> David Brent-esque. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then I've done, I did a lamb dish with a risotto with no rice in <laughs> Wow, mate. I didn't even click because it's just stuff that yeah, I yeah, do and it's yeah. just second well, you're, nature. You're being authentic to you. It's just funny because the context of being out in Italy. Is exactly. Just like, <laughs> so it was a risotto that we've done, you know, on and off here for many years. Yeah. Like seeds and grains, uh, like five or six different seeds. Like sunflower seeds, pearl barley, buckwheat, linseed, I think something else. And you make it like a risotto, finish it with the linseed, and that's what kind of tightens it up and Lovely. pulls it together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Parmesan butter. And it is delicious. And they did love it, yeah. most of them. But I, of them. I, could, <laughs> I could tell they were a little bit really? stiff at first, especially some of the older men yes. were a little bit like, Yeah, yeah. what are you doing? Who's this fucking guy? Yeah. <laughs> Who's this guy coming over doing a risotto without <laughs> rice? Be like, Do you follow me on TikTok and comment regularly? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, stuff like that. Is done over here, you know, yeah, yeah. not the first person to do a risotto with 
seeds and grains. Oh, of course. But not. over there, they were like, Fuck yeah. is this? don't don't uh, break fix something that's not broken. So yeah. in their mind, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So no, did it, and it was roaring success. And I did a baked chocolate ganache. I saw that. Yeah, they look great. Yeah, with a brown yeah. bread ice cream, which blew their mind a bit. We, yeah, again, you know, it's something we've done here years ago. Some blood orange. Kept it really simple because I had yeah. to. Um, yeah, and they they loved that. That's um, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's great. How rewarding. What yeah, cool. it was good. Good Cooking fun. in the context of being in the Tuscan Hills and stuff as well is, uh, that's part of it yeah. too, I think. For, for you personally as a chef, you'd be like, fuck, yeah, this yeah. is cool. Oh, it was that's wicked. Yeah. yeah. And the weather, unfortunately, was so misty and rainy, I couldn't really see the amazing I saw views. A few bits you put on social, and like, it was like torrential rain at yeah, some point. It was like, mad. It was like mental, no, like apocalypse. But then on the, the last day, just before I was leaving in the morning, it was clear. So I got up, opened, I had a balcony in my hotel room, opened the big wooden door and it was just like, wow, these incredible yeah, yeah. views. You can see the towns below you, see the little villages in the mountains, the ice cap mountains. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was was beautiful, that absolutely amazing, beautiful. Yeah. It looks stunning living through you on social, looking at it all. Well, it did amuse me, you like, F uh, sort of faking amusement being stood in amongst all the cheese <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretending to enjoy yourself like, yeah I can't wait pretending to, <laughs> to look at yeah. interested yeah <laughs> did you uh, was there anything you tried or tasted that was new or any ingredient you came across that you're like fuck what's this uh, yeah there was there was a dish i wasn't familiar with testaroli which is I, I don't know the full history of it. James was telling me a lot. And then the guys at uh, Aristocello were, were saying as well, it's like the oldest, most traditional dish in Tuscany, wow. but in a small part of that region as well. Yeah. Um, and it's been done for years and years and years, but it's it's like so... It's not that popular. It's not made it outside, really. And it's okay. so protected. Yeah. So it's kind of... The way to describe it, it's kind of like a pancake. So you make a, a flour and water batter. Yeah, no yeah. sugar. Um and uh, no sugar, just flour and water. It's a savory dish. Yeah. Um, and then they've got these massive, like, the only way to describe it is almost like a crepe pan type thing. Um, you put it on the barbecue, um, open flame, cook it till it's like 350 degrees. Yeah. Wow. Then you take it off, you put it on a, um, put it on a table and you put your batter onto that yeah. and then flip it over. And so you've got this kind of, pancake like but it has to be done in that process yeah. you can't use a pan in wow. the kitchen um and then they're cut up and then what you do is when they're on order you boil them basically so you blanch it wow. so it gets this kind of How slightly thick doughy they... um probably i'll have to show you like a photo a but like a thick crepe a thick pancake right like a basically. pop like a naan no, no, thinner, thinner really, and they don't on. puff up oh, as much. Oh, they right. get little holes in them. Right. So think like a crepe, yeah. but thicker. Yeah, got yeah, you. and then like toward. So that's all done in the mise en place, and that takes uh, quite a while. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, just blanched in the pasta boiler to order. Yeah. And then dressed with pesto. That's oh, it. Just pesto. Just a, say, just a green pesto. That? That's wow. it. And it, yeah, it's just a really it's an unusual texture because you've made it and then you've boiled it. Yeah. So it's somewhere between pasta and bread and somewhere in gnocchi, that kind wow. of thing. That and is fascinating. It was, yeah. So testaroli. Testaroli. Really I cool. love that. Yeah. But it was Hard funny. to recreate, I guess. Yeah. In an authentic way. It's like saying that though. James was on Sunday brunch recently because he was promoting the supper clubs he does out there yeah. and uh, the area. He did them, but he did say on it, like, you know, doing it in a pan, you wouldn't do this. Yeah, so yeah, he did it in a pan and sort yeah. of made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the mayor uh, of the <laughs> area was watching it with another guy on a phone at the table. No way. And this guy was just like, no, it's not testarelli. It's not testarelli. And James, I, I know, I know. I'm just trying to show it. Put subtitles on. Right? And I did say, this yeah. is not how you do it. Oh, that's so <laughs> and cool. they were like, okay. okay. I, lo I love the passion at how protective... I love that stubbornness. Yeah. I do. It's the thing about, it's like, we'd never be, can you imagine like, you know, our dads being, you know, hosted a pie and mash event and, <laughs> and they're like, this is not real pie. Like, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't happen in the same way. Yeah. It's you not, did your Yorkshire puddings in that tin. That is not a Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just wouldn't yeah. happen, would it? But, um, oh, that's amazing. Sounds magic. Yeah. That's so so cool. that was really cool. I'm going to put another video on my Instagram of like all the food I had at the hotel. So I did one that's just about the event I did with James yeah. and I'll do one all about the food because it was really cool. Like yes. it's amazing pizzas, like really crispy, like these Tuscan pizzas. Um, 
we had um, on the last night, they just give us loads of meat at the table, pork and beef, yeah. little uh, barbecue on our table to cook our own over coal, cook our own beef. That's a little garlicky dressing and stuff. Yeah, it was wicked. Oh, beautiful, man. Yeah. I'm very, very jealous. Wicked. Yeah, he's doing loads of them and um, I'd hopefully do another one maybe in a different season, autumn. Yeah, so you're saying in autumn, you drive up the road, the road is just covered in chestnuts. And... Oh, chestnuts. Yeah, so like they have big chestnut festivals out there. I love that shit. And you're I saying in the, the little village he's in, there's only, I think, 20 houses yeah. and it's it's a village on the mountain. Ponzo, I think it's called. Uh-huh. Um in summer, they do a little truffle festival. And it's exactly what you want from yeah. a little Italian village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he said, everyone puts 20 euros in, everyone cooks, everyone clears up. It's just this party day. They all eat out of the front, all on little truffle oh, dishes. Man. He said, it's incredible. Just that, ha- that community. Fuck me. Well, how do we get it so wrong? Yeah. I know. Because like our equivalent is like, it's not even once a year, but it'd be like, I don't know, a coronation of some sort of prince or whatever. And we'd get out some shitty tables and get some sausage rolls from Greg's and eat them. You sit on your drive yeah. and you have a Carlin. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. That is so depressing, isn't it? And there's truffle festivals. Everyone does a whip round. Yeah. I mean, someone's just... been and got them locally and there's, oh. there's olive trees on the mountains. So someone's got their olives and olive oil and stuff. Maybe and ne- just... I, need to, I need to just take the... Li- I need to like next year, I'll get all my... All of the fruit from... The guard, get the meddlers, yeah. and, we'll met, and I'll sit on my driveway and we'll have a little meddler festival in Welford yeah. just to try and drive some sort of sense of like standards and community and fun. Yeah. And- I remember my mum put one together. Um, what was it? Not last year, the year before, the Queen's, what was it? Oh yeah, was that was a Jubilee? It? No, it wasn't Jubilee, it was the next one on. Yeah, yeah, like 70 years or something, Yeah, isn't it? but it was yeah, just it was like a bit a... before she passed away. Um, Ruby? In the June, it might have been. Yeah. But yeah, my mum sort of did it with a street, and mum and my stepdad did it, and they put a lot of work in, yeah. and they put a little thing out, and everyone was really up for it. I took my barbecue, I cooked some beef oh, and no. stuff, and it, it was it was really fun, But and everyone was like, we should do this, but yeah. the, it's it takes a lot to get it people does. to do it. When you're in it, everyone wants to do it. Yeah, so true. Yeah, but... Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just that Englishness in it us. Is it's Englishness, like yeah. sat on my drive <laughs> with a Quebec. Um, you and know, we can't rely on the either, can we? That's the no, because that was June and it pissed it down. Exactly. But it, it was lovely and it was great that they organised it. But it took a lot for them uh, getting people together. They had to get the street sort of closed off a bit yeah, and yeah. stuff as well. So we need to go to Tus- Tuscany to get our sort of. Um, street congregation fix exactly rather than doing it here it's big spain as well they do it a lot yeah like, yeah we are shit yes <laughs> we are shit um speaking of food on the travels i went to i went to morocco a couple of weeks ago yeah i haven't days. heard anything about it yeah it was it was really intense i'll quickly shout out a podcast that i was sort of there with it was the a bit of a mouthful with mob kitchen um so they do uh, they do a podcast with uh, What Will He Cook, Sophie Wybird and Michael Sladden, and I helped produce that and edit it for them. So I was out there. It was only three days. It was with a company called Intrepid that do like food trips. Mm. It was like a 10-day itinerary crammed into three days. <laughs> so we were full and knackered the whole yeah. time, but in a good way. Yeah. But um, the highlights, essentially... And this sounds stereotypical, but fuck me, there's a lot of tagine in Morocco. Yeah. Like, there is a lot of tagine. It's yeah. tagine. Tagine yeah. is everywhere. That's like, the thing. It's, it's stereotypical. Like, we think yeah. of tagine as soon as you hear Morocco, but yeah, it's because they, it's fucking it's everywhere. Thing, yeah. But, I mean, just so delicious, so simple. And and also, we sort of talked about this on the trip, but I don't really know about the science of why a tagine works so well, because when we were up the, we were up in the Atlas Mountains for this meal in someone's home, which was one of the sort of highlights of it, and uh, we had some lamb. And they cut some lamb off this big carcass in front of us, giant chunks of it, mm. whacked it in a tagine with different herbs like cumin, tur- turmeric, paprika, all your own mm. things, covered it over, whacked it hour and a half, comes out like it's been going for three, four hours. Yeah. And it's, so it's like, yeah, it, was, it would have been hot, but like, what is it about the tagine? Is it like a pressure cooker? Or is um, it like, how is it actually, I've, what's the science of I don't know the science, but my assumptions around it and understand it, obviously, that it's the intense heat that it can give. And the only place the heat is escaping out the chimney it's, at the it's top. The top yeah. So not quite a pressure cooker, but a really intense yeah. heat heat transfer and energy transfer as well, yeah. because it's clay all the well, way around. Clay, yeah. So it's delivering heat from everywhere, but it's being allowed to yeah. es- escape. So it cooks cooks quicker Definitely. in a sense but it's a beautiful way to cook it's so charming because it's, it looks so old worldy yeah the clay pot and when they're and doing they it over around. fire as well it's, exactly it takes some skill because you're not checking it every 20 minutes and prodding oh, it are the, you? you you just know it's done this uh, 
elderly woman was in charge of the fire and the tagine and she yeah. built the fire in front of us that was going for a bit she waxed the tagine on yeah and yeah it's like magic because it goes in these giant chunks of lamb raw which i'm thinking well that's going in for six hours in my convection hub and <laughs> like do you know what i mean like she's just whacking it in tagine for an hour and a half it comes out like melting you can eat all the fat and it's just beautiful yeah. and it's just like this is magic. And, it's you know, so they simple. know what sort of temperature the fire's at when the fire's yeah. right. You know, it's not like, right, I'm going to set it at 140 yeah, yeah. degrees. Yeah, absolutely. Understanding that and then what's going on in the it's pot. An in, it's an intuition rather than a science. Exactly. Yeah. It? It's like oh, a, it really is. It's like a symbiotic relationship, them and the ingredients and the food. And that's been like that for hundreds of years. Exactly. And it's just ingrained, isn't it? It's not even a... You almost ask, oh, how do you do that? I don't know. I just do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's that... Um, coolest thing I ate, there was a couple, but one was uh, in this market, we took on this little sort of mini food trip uh, around some hot spots just to get some tastes of things. We went to our olive stand. We went to this place that served, uh, it served sheep, served lamb, but it was it, it, it was mental. You go into this like little sh- sort of unassuming cafe front mm. and then there's this giant like almost pothole on the floor and they open it up just like a plumber would. Yeah. You know, it's giant. And you look down and there's just a giant pit about 12 feet deep with about 60 sheep carcasses in cooking. <laughs> Fuck. So it's just like a giant underground oven. Wow. Mental, but they're cooking the whole thing on the, as full, as a full lamb, just without the, without the coat, basically, without yeah. the wool. Yeah. And then they just bring the whole thing out. Yeah. It's been in there for seven hours, apparently. They put it in at like 6 a.m. and it's ready by lunchtime. Yeah. And then they serve it. They just, they give you a big chunk. They serve it with bread and then some cumin salt. Nothing else. That's it. Oh, no wow. sauce. No, they don't even, uh, they don't even coat the lamb in anything. It's just no. the smoke and the hot. No. And it, it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever tasted. Yeah. It was just, it was mental. You look down, it's one of the most sinister things you could ever look, look into when you look down into a giant, it looks like a basement. Yeah. But it's a, an oven that's boiling with <laughs> hundreds of dead sheep. There is something sinister really, about it. But no. then it's just, they bring this meat up and it's like the best meat you've ever had in your life. And it's so simply served. They just yeah. cut it off. Here's some bread. Here's some cumin salt, which by the way, was a revelation. I was just like, <laughs> cumin salt like that. And we were just all, you know, you're just all staring at each other like, wow. Like the fat is just like melting and you don't even know which part of the animal you've had really. Yeah. It's just so beautifully falling to pieces. Oh. And um, yeah, we, we learned that this place, as unassuming as it was, they they provide, that's like where the king of Morocco gets his lamb is exclusively from this one pit in this one market. Yeah. And I'd have, if I hadn't have been shown it, I'd have just walked past it in a blink of an eye and just uh, thought, yeah. that's, that's a hot manhole cover. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'd have done. Do you know what I mean? It was just, yeah. it was mind blowing. And again, oh, wow. you just, you compare that to things in England. You just I've think, never God, seen anything like that. Yeah, we've lost, we've lo- yeah, there's no sense of all of these like amazing old traditions of cooking things. Like we're so, we're almost too, deve- too scientific, too developed with our sort of, last thing I had, which was really unusual, but I don't know whether you've come across this before. It was called a bastia. Bastille, I don't think so. So it was like a um, a circular pastry okay, with icing sugar and cinnamon, mm-hmm. but inside is nuts and slow-cooked chicken. Ah, okay. It was nice. really weird. That does sound... Was it good? It was. It was very sweet. Just, oh, right, okay. Because it was so I, I much... Did that, when you said sweet with the chicken, I yeah. had something like that in Morocco, yeah. and I was a bit weirded by it. So yeah. it must... I, Think we it had something it, like again, that. Again, we had because we ate at so many different places, we had about three or four versions of it. So I think yeah. a bastia is very, very popular and very common. Yeah. Um yeah, the first one I had was very it was it was hard because it, it almost felt like it felt like a, what's the 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 Greek with pistachio nuts and feeling. Oh baklava. It, it felt like baklava with chicken thighs. <laughs> do, yeah. do you know what I mean? It was that yeah. sweet. But it had like cinnamon and the icing sugar, so it was a little bit jarring. It was a bit like, oh, you don't this know is where to stand with this. Sweet yeah. This. But then we had a version which is the more traditional one with pigeon. Yeah. And that could take the sweetness. Yeah. And it almost emulated this, almost like a duck and plum pa- uh, pancakey. Yeah. Or, or spring roll, like a duck spring rolls and sweet chili sauce sort of feeling. Yeah. So the gamey meat worked, but the chicken, I was a bit like, but yeah, I, I had one. It was in in the hotel in the Moroccan restaurant yeah, as a starter. Sense. Yes, yeah, it was we a little a bit sweet, but yeah, yeah it w- it was that kind of thing with the, the yeah. yeah 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 with pigeon. I def- definitely recommend people try it because you you'll never forget the taste of it. Like I could almost no. smell it slash taste it now. Do you yeah, know what okay, I mean? like, yeah. It's very unique, very yeah. specific thing. 
Uh-huh. But, uh, but yeah, incredible. Like just the smells, the sights, the feel. Marrakesh. You were outside Marrakesh when you went. Six yeah, a couple ago. of hours yeah. outside. Yeah, Agadir. Yeah, and it's, it's a place preserved in time, but deliberately. Like it's called the Red City for a reason. It's a bit like the Cotswolds. Like you can only, if you build a new Cotswold stone house, it still has to be Cotswold stone. You can't yeah. just use bricks. Mm. It's the same in Marrakesh with the red clay buildings. It all has to be red clay. It can't be more than three stories high. So even though you've got oh, really? a, a city of over a million people, there's zero skyscrapers. Wow. It's only three-story buildings, all red clay. Yeah. So it almost has this deserty. Yeah. Really, in a stereotypical way, it feels like you're walking onto a film, a film set. Yeah. Because it looks so. It looks like someone's like drawn a picture of Mar- of Morocco. Do you know what I mean? It's like, this is so obvious. Like, I, know, I feel like I know everyone's an mean. actor. Yeah. Do you know I mean? <laughs> Except for when you go into the very center, like those clay buildings have, you know, Starbucks and Espresso and Burger oh, King and Pizza Hut. And, yeah. Do they? Yeah. No way. So I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah. Because you see these buildings that are literally hundreds of years old and look like antiques. Yeah. But they, you know, they're now a Pizza Hut. <laughs> That's uh, so it's a really odd, you know, juxtaposition, yeah. but a yeah. uh, very unique place and just the loveliest people, great food, yeah. all those things. Just... Oh, just, I, and it made me just remember how intrinsic trav- uh, food is to travel because you you learn not just about the taste but the culture and the people through food yeah uh, it's such a great access point I think when stepping out of your comfort zone if people are traveling whatever trying the food in an authentic way you sort of you learn more about where you're staying through the food I think it's so so linked like yeah. so deeply linked food to culture yeah, yeah definitely absolutely. and the reasons why things are done yeah yeah, yeah. Hundred um, percent. Should we do some top fives? We've got uh, a bit of correspondence before we get out of here. Yeah, top um, five or top twenty. Yeah, <laughs> top, yeah. So I uh, tasked Paul with doing his top five ick factors, which, as yeah. you can imagine, um, five was not enough. There was but, so many. Yeah, yeah. and well, I've I've discounted a lot just because it's like that might be a small thing or it's a little sure. annoyance. Did you find yourself coming at it from a restaurateur point of view or chef point of view or like a customer? Uh, a bit of both. Okay. Mainly, mainly as a customer. Right. But a little bit as restaurateur as well. But this is me looking at, generally speaking, looking at restaurants I visit and like, why the fuck do you do that yes, kind yeah. of thing? That's exactly really. what I wanted. That is exactly what but I wanted. But I do have an owner perspective on some of them. Okay, great. Um, so yeah, there's only like four special mentions. <laughs> only four. Um, it's a top nine. Yeah, so like the first one, this does tie in slightly with one in the top five, but so QR code ordering. (laughs) Okay. It's so impersonal. I hate it. And it's a COVID hangover, right? Because it wasn't really a thing before COVID. Yeah, I think it was a thing people were trying to put in before COVID a bit and nobody really cared for it. But COVID kind of forced it and there's a bit of a hangover. I just hate it. Even if I'm at a chain pub or something, like a chain bar, hate it. Yeah. I just don't like it. Don't see the need for it at all. Yeah, it's but, impersonal. It's yeah. yeah. Well, I see the need obviously because they reduce their staff, etc. But yeah, yeah. I just from a customer's perspective, it adds nothing. And you know, there's loads of places you go and they do it, and you get confusion because some places you they do both, and yeah, customers are yeah. a bit like, especially customers don't eat out much. They're like, especially, what do I do? Especially if you're caught, say, like between courses, and you finish your drink, and a waiter or waitress walks past. Like, oh, excuse me, can I just get another drink? And they're like, oh no, just use the QR code. It's yeah. Like, oh, but you've just walked past. You've dismissed. You're me. going to the bar anyway. What yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes there's discrepancy. You, they give you a menu, oh, but you can order on that as well. And you go online. Oh. The Wi-Fi is sometimes crap. Yeah. Good point. Or if you can't get on the Wi-Fi, <laughs> the the free their four G is not very good because you're in this building. Yeah. Um, and then there might be slight different items or different prices because they're not always in sync. And so you don't true. have that communication. It's just crap. Yeah, it's, it's a, really it's crap. It's a faff. It's stressful. Yeah. You don't want it that takes, when you're going out. It takes forever sometimes. Yeah. 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 yeah and I'll generally like, there's, there's something you just need to tweak or something you can't do it. It's quite simple. So yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, right, I'll just come out of that. I wasted five minutes. I'll go up to the counter now. Yeah. 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 So, true. so no, it's annoying. Good one. Um, one thing, it's a really simple thing, but like a lot of places are guilty of this. They're not clear about what you do on entering, like greeting and seating. You know, they'll have a sign, please wait here to be seated, and you wait in and they fucking ignore you. <laughs> um, or like, yeah. they just go, oh yeah, just sit anywhere. Yeah. What's the point of this? What's the point of this? Just Absolutely. sit anywhere. Yeah, All right, right. Your yeah. Policy. yeah, just let me sit anywhere then. So, or sometimes you go in and they're like, oh no, no, you can't sit there. Yeah. But you don't have any greeting policy. You don't have any system in place. You don't have someone at the door. You don't have a please wait sign. But now you're telling me I can't sit here. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. I never even thought about that before. But it can also be awkward with who you're going out with. So say if like, say there's like four of you, like two couples or whatever. 
and you just walk in, it might be the instinct of one of them to just go and sit down. Yeah. You've seen the sign. You go, oh no, mate, we'll just wait. And yeah. It says wait here. And he goes, oh no, there's loads of tables. We'll just sit. It was like, and then a waiter comes over and proves one of you right or wrong. Yeah. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, it's just all a bit messy, isn't it? It's it is. horrible. And they, they, that ties in with, like, this is all under one thing in the greeting anyway. Of You go in and people like, don't acknowledge you. Yeah. Fucking hell, I want to leave. I yeah. want to leave straight away, even yeah. if I've made a booking. Yeah. Like, if they just walk past you, no eye contact, no, oh, wait a minute. That, that's all you need. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, I understand if you're busy doing something, don't yeah. ignore me. Yeah. Just... I'll be with you in one second. Oh, great, Absolutely. yeah, fine. I'll wait a couple of minutes. That's fine. Do, do you find that, does that filter apply to everywhere you go, do you think? Um, everywhere needs a policy that they're clear on. and Regardless of the, whether it's a dirty Regardless of what or, it yeah. is. Because like you said, customers go in with different opinions and different experiences. Yeah. So it's up to the restaurant to deliver. Yeah. This is what we do. And the, the thing you do is you deliver confidence straight away by greeting them however you choose to greet them. Customers know where they stand. Then. Yes. Yeah, Not yeah, knowing yeah. where you stand in this sort of like ambiguity and it's always yeah, like, so oh, true. I don't really know what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, if you greet them confidently, there's a sense of we are being taken care of now. Yeah. Now we're in their house. They, yeah. they'll look after us it sets the precedent for the whole experience yeah. wherever you are so true yeah. yeah I love that yeah just look up from your bar I'm eyeballing you <laughs> alright mate look up from your bar <laughs> <laughs> um, um, th- this one is like this goes quite in depth but like restaurants not being clear on their last orders slash closing time right they're two different things right okay. right so closing time is when you're closed and out yeah so last orders is like so at night here, were we eight thirty, Laura? Yeah. Yeah, eight thirty is last orders. Yeah. And we're very clear that that is last orders, so you last arrival. Yeah. We don't have a closing time. Sure. Uh, you know, obviously, if you're taking a piss and you sat there with no drinks at one in the morning, yeah. we'll, we'll ask you, you know, time to leave. But <laughs> Do like, you have anywhere you can go tonight? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's there there is a bit of confusion between it sometimes. Of last, oh, it's it's last orders. The kitchen's closing. You need to be quick. Yeah. But but it, it's last orders. You're not giving me the closing time. They're two very different things, and I think you need to be very clear yeah, to the customer of what they are. 100%. Like you know, we we we're last orders are one thirty at lunch, um, and then the closing time is there isn't really. We obviously need you out in a reasonable time before we start the next service. Absolutely, but it's last orders, and then the experience is down to us two yeah. parties. Yeah, that I suppose that that is a bit of a more gray area with restaurants mm. because like it was well, it would be the same with you growing up i remember at the pub i worked when i was younger it was like clockwork the yeah. whole it was like i can't remember now but say it was half 10 last orders the bell would ring yeah everyone knows that's last order that meant that the front door was then taken off its hinge and closed but not locked yeah so you can go out not in yeah yeah uh and then yeah it was like drink up at 11 or whatever but there was always a really strict and everyone knew where they stood in a yeah. pub but I guess in a restaurant sometimes it can be a bit more like oh I don't know yeah and the attitude you get sometimes when say if it's I don't know 9 o'clock or last orders I'm going in at 5 to 9 sometimes you can tell the attitude if they don't want you there yeah, yeah. I will take longer if you show me that attitude <laughs> because you're a, you're a prick like the staff I've experienced it in so many places whatever your closing time is and even if you move it back, people get pissed off yeah. if a customer comes in at, sorry, your uh, last order's time. Yeah. So if your last order's are 10, 5 to 10, people are going to be annoyed. But, yeah. it's like, but you're still open. Yeah. You're still open. That's... 100%. Stop fucking moaning. Yeah. And if you reduce it... Like we've had people here in the past that like... So we used to be 9.30 at wow. one point, I think, or 9.15. Was it 9.15? Um, and then we've reduced it now to 8.30. But then people would still moan, oh, this table walked to 8.30. But you can never win. If we had our last yeah, orders at last orders at seven thirty, somebody oh someone at seven thirty tonight. <laughs> and if I'm walking in five minutes before your closing time, yeah. then yeah, you are yeah. right to be a bit annoyed. But your last orders, yeah. what's your last orders? Five yeah. minutes. Absolutely. I've still got time. Yeah, what's the rule then? Don't it's not, give me that it's not 8.25. cold yeah. service because you aren't happy. Yeah, sorry for coming in and wanting to spend my money with sorry you. Sorry for coming in when you're open. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when you're willing to give you cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Annoying. Good one. Yeah. Um, so that's my special mentions. I Great. did have disinterested sort of staff in there, but that ties in with all of that, with yeah, the greeting yeah. of that's just fair. that. That's, yeah. that's a given. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so do, do, Here we go, here we go. Top five worst things in restaurants. Okay. So, um, not checking back or offering more drinks. Yes. When they've just yeah. given you your plate of food yeah. 
and they yeah, don't yeah. ever come back yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at all. Like just, I'm, I'm, my drink is empty. Yeah. Like you're leaving me with my stuff here empty. I will spend more money. I will want more. It shows me you couldn't give a shit about your job. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's so true. I think like it's probably that happens more at like chain places or like bigger places when it's like- Generally they're just, speaking. They're working- f- for a job, for money, like yes, yeah. they're not they're not in it for the for the man sat in head office wherever. But they want a fucking tip, don't they? True. Yeah. Good fucking point. Yeah. Do your Good fucking point. job then. <laughs> <laughs> Getting angry thinking about these. No, love. No, See true. myself in these situations, and it's just that I've done the bare minimum. I've done my job. You've got your food. Yeah. And then you know the the check back isn't always a thing, but like. You, you know, if there's something I'm not happy with and you're trying to get someone's attention and you can't and they're just walking past and they like won't make eye contact, that sort of thing. And you know, you've got to go out your way Yeah. and it's taking ages. Yeah. Um, but it comes in with, you know, my drink's empty. I'll, I'd like another drink. And then you've got to get up. I know that sounds like a first world problem, nah, but no. like, can I just, can I just get yeah. some service? Absolutely. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. and I'll look at that from a restaurateur point of view as well. And if guys weren't offering that, like it's not you know yes that's upselling and making more revenue for the business but still it's that's part of the experience yeah. people come here because they want to have food and drink and spend money yeah give them the opportunity they've already spent money in their mind before yeah. they walk through the door give them the opportunity so. you're not forcing it they'll say no they're adults generally yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll say no if they don't want it yeah. yeah and if deep down they go go on then it's because deep down they did want it yeah exactly <laughs> like i've been i remember i went to an independent a few years ago and i knew i won't name it or went i knew the chef and he had about 40 odd booked and had one restaurant manager running the restaurant. And he, uh, it, it, it was nice and she was lovely, but she was running around. I had one drink and so I felt bad trying to get her attention. Oh, um, you should really think about it. I, this was before I'd opened here. Um, and I said to him, look, lovely food, nice experience. Restaurant manager's great. I said, get, get some part-timers in. It's going to cost you, I don't know, say what, 30 odd quid for them for just a couple of hours or yeah. whatever. You'll make that money back. I said, I would have spent another 20 quid on drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, but I didn't want to ask. And I said, there was other tables that would have spent more. Yeah. So sometimes you need to get those so guys true. in running food so she can be out there selling and giving that attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to speculate to accumulate. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. That seems like a given. And he's like, no, no, we can't afford it. It's like, you, you can. Yeah, yeah. Because you will sell more you booze. you got to make the leap to... You sell more booze. Yeah. For the, what? I don't know. You have two part-timers on and it's what? Say it costs you 100 quid. You clear that easily Easy. in upsell and booze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Good one. Um, number four, like taking ages for the bill. This happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I like, if I've asked for the bill, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Why true. are you taking forever? Yeah. Or if we sat there, you've asked me if I want any more food. I said, no, I've finished my drinks. I don't want any more drinks. I want to go. Yeah. Don't just piss off. Yeah. Ask, oh, would you like the bill then? Or just put the bill down because I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, absolutely. I've specifically said I don't want anything else. And especially because the actual transactional process is now quicker than it's ever been. Yeah. Now sometimes it takes ages to get the bill. They put it down and well, I'm paying with Apple Pay anyway. So my phone's already on the table. Yeah. Uh, 10 minutes late until they come back with the machine. I'm like, well, no, I just, you may as well have just come over with it. Or like they come over with the bill and then they're like, oh, do you need the machine? Just bring it with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. 95% of people do. Yeah, absolutely. Just bring it with you. 100%. On the chance that I might fucking spend my money. It's like we got sat there with pen and paper working out the tip or anything. Like yeah. in the old days. Like you just get Especially if it. you're a two, it's always a simple transaction. So We're not true. like dividing everything up. Yeah, exactly. No, that's a good one. That's yeah. Good so number three, I've spoke about this on the pod, so I don't need to go into too much detail about this. Tipping in advance of service. Yes. I hate yeah, it. I that ties fine. in I with the QR code. I thought this might have been one for you. Yeah. No, I think because it's not that common now sure. i've seen it like on an occasion i'll get like a delivery or something they have it on there now but you haven't brought it to me yet what tipping for what yeah but d- for what for doing his fucking job yeah fundamentally and- like tipping has to be either the charm of the service you get or mm. doing something that goes above and beyond the service you're already exactly. paying for yeah. Like what? I don't know what yeah. the problem. Why it's we've got into this sort of space of being like, and I don't get them often, but they annoy the hell out of me anyway. Yeah, because yeah. they come up and they're like, I always ask because I've got a really loud doorbell, so I'll put in the notes, don't ring the bell, just call my phone. Oh, okay, they no. ignore that. They ignore their job, <laughs> and it's just different. and they won't press it, and they just keep pressing and pressing. I oh. come out and I'm fuming because yeah, yeah. you know it's only like on occasion I have it, it's like late at night and it's <laughs> with this bell, like. Yeah. Read your notes. Yeah, 100%. Just that, that is your note. Delivery notes. That is yours. Yeah. Nobody else's. So true. And you want a tip. 
in nah. advance. Nah. No, but in restaurants, that ties in with the QR ordering. So they're like, they get that um, yeah. in there as well. And then it's a bit of a false economy then because like restaurateurs then, they build that in as as part of their like business plan and their P&L. Yeah. The, the actual tip goes on a line somewhere. Yeah. And it's like, that's dangerous because it's not really represent like, then you can't really ever stop doing that. No. You, I, I just, for me, that would just, it should just be seen as bonus money. Yeah. And you could do with that what you want, but it should just not be on there. It should yeah. just always be an if option. You've got a service charge and it's at the end and it's optional. That's a completely different yeah. thing. But an advance of service is awful. I will never, I guarantee, I will never, ever click yes. I will always click zero. Yeah. Always. Yeah. 100%. Because I've had enough of it. Because yeah. it might just be a couple of quid or five quid, and then you have a terrible experience, and like, am I gonna go, can I have that three pound 90 back? Yeah, yeah. like, no, I'm not. Never. But then I'm gonna be aggrieved of like, I'll give that a tip, and it was awful. So true. Like, yeah, and there is, I know America's obviously big for it, and they have a very different culture to us. We don't need to go into all that, but yeah. there was something recently where, in the self-service checkouts of, I think it was more Walmart or Target, one of their big supermarkets, tip option. For what? You're tipping the machine. Yeah, I'm we are doing this. Machines. I'm doing this. Yeah, tip yourself. If anything, yeah, I <laughs> should be getting a cash, discount. Cash back. <laughs> yeah, pay me by the hour for doing my own thing. Yeah. That is fucking insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. <laughs> no. I can't even get my head around that. Because you wouldn't tip the cashier. No. That's And even in America, they don't tend to do that. No, why would you tip a machine? I know. Awful. Oh, my word. No. Yeah. No. No, but in advance of service is an awful, awful concept. I hate it. Yeah, yeah. With, you, with you. So uh, number two, yeah, which could have been number two and one are interchangeable. Okay. Um, but number two, not telling me when something's run out. Oh yeah. So like, well, I didn't even think of that. I understand, and I'm in the industry. You run out of things now and again. It's not ideal, but it happens, right? Yeah. It might be, you know, a wine list of a hundred, and you might have a couple of bottles now. But of food, they sit me down, they give you the menus. You're looking through everything. You make your mind up. They come round, take the tables order. You order that. Oh, we don't have that. We've oh, run out. Yeah. I guarantee you. I'm going to send you away and take five, ten more minutes. Yeah, yeah. Even if you've done the whole table's order, <laughs> I'm going to be so stubborn. I'm like, well, I need more time now yeah, yeah, yeah. to decide. Because you pissed me off. Just say, put it down. Because you know, yeah. it's not like, you know, it's annoying when you've gone back to the kitchen, the kitchen haven't told you, but you know, yeah. the server knows. Yeah, yeah. Just say, just so you know, we don't have that or that. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's it. You've matched yeah, my yeah. expectations. I know where I stand. 100%. I'm not going to, I'll be like, oh, that's a shame, but okay, there's other stuff. But if you tell me at that point, I'm going, okay, you're going to have to give me another five then. I'd always respect the server more to go, oh, fucked it. I should have went, I should have told you. Yeah. We didn't have that. Yeah, oh, exactly. Show, show, Sorry, my bad. Show a bit of humility. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. that's it. Not, yeah, we don't have that. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I'm, I'm sending sorry, you away. We've just sold the last one. Yeah, classic. I don't care if we're a table of eight and you've took everyone's order but mine. I'm gonna send you away, <laughs> even if it's on your little machine. And yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. what do I do now? I'm like, oh, I need five more minutes. And you're gonna come back in five. And like, I'm not sure yet. I'm gonna be so awkward because <laughs> you're annoying drink? me. Can I get another drink? <laughs> <laughs> Can I have another drink if you've got it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. The classic, absolute yeah. classic. Taylor's old as time. Crazy that it still so happens, annoying. actually. Yeah, it's and it's so just common. communication. Like any business in any industry where where they fall apart is communication, communication, yeah. communication. That's it. And it's so important in this industry. Like between staff and between to the customer. It's yeah. so important. And Absolutely. so many places fail at it. Yeah, never underestimate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, number one. So number one, it. it's it. screaming and annoying kids in restaurants. Oh, number one. Yeah, wow. it's number one. Because I see this in two ways. So as a restaurateur, I see it as these parents are pricks. <laughs> if, you, if the kids don't like it here, why are you bringing them? Yeah. If they can't sit, I understand that. I've had children myself too. And when they were younger and they didn't want to sit for two hours odd, yeah. I wouldn't bring them. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to be stressed and I'm not going to enjoy my experience. Exactly, yeah. So number one, sort your kids out. And if you don't, <laughs> we will tell you. And yeah. I will instruct the restaurant manager to tell you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, parents are, can be idiots about it. But then when I'm a customer, the parents are annoying. But if the staff aren't dealing with it, then I've lost faith in that place. Yeah, the manager absolutely. should be dealing with those customers because yeah. they're too scared to do it to upset that guest. Yeah. But every other guest it's around them off. is being pissed off. Yeah, absolutely. So you need to manage that 
Yeah. I mean, on a, it's like on a plane, what can you do? Yeah. But like in a restaurant, it's a very different environment. And you've chosen to go there for it, to eat and you could go anywhere to yeah. eat. And it's like you're putting so much on other people and ruining their day if they're with really exactly. noisy kids. It's like, it's fascinating here though. Like obviously you've got like a tasting menu and stuff. Like what, how often do you have kids? Like would you have kids here often? No, and again, we've had some great kids here. Really? Who's, like smashed in the tasting menu, sort really? of younger than mine. Yeah. Wow, and, that um, is mental. So, you know, the way... You, the way you do it, I'm going to give away our little secrets now, is like, so we are open to everyone. You know, we even allow dogs in the front. Yeah. It's fine. Um, but we are open to everyone. Bring your kids. Yeah. We don't do a kid's menu. Yeah. So you sort of limit the amount of yeah. children you're going to get. Course, or yeah. you have a table of five book and three of them are kids and they want, you know, kids' food. And the spend is lower in a small restaurant. Yeah. I don't want that. No, 100%. And uh, you just limit the amount. And if you only, if you say we only have this menu, yeah. like we Everyone used to early days, we'd do something. We wouldn't do kids' food, but we'd simplify. So maybe a bit of fish and veg and potatoes, or yeah, yeah. chicken, veg and potatoes, something like that. Now we just we don't do it and haven't for years. So they're generally only going to bring the kids if they will eat that and sit down. Yeah. So it kind of manages it for us. Like, yeah, you can bring them. Yeah. But this is what we offer. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the way. Got that's you. the way we do it. Yeah. Everyone knows where they stand there. It's black and white. Yeah. But in the early days, we'd have kids running in the kitchen. Really? Yeah. Fuck. Just running up and down. And you know how narrow that is. It's dangerous. It's a flagstone oh, floor. God, yeah. There's only one way for the restaurant team to walk down the middle. Oh. So, you know, they're in the way. Yeah. Um, tell us as well if you're bringing them if you're bringing a baby it's fine but we need to know because yeah. you can't just there's a lot of tables we can't stick a high chair next to there's only a certain couple we're happy to do it but we need to know because you know of course. we had a table once um it was only a couple of years ago uh i remember i was in the kitchen and it was the old table two which is the window table by uh, yeah. in the main restaurant yeah, yeah. table of four they come in and she just bought a massive pram and put it in the middle of the walkway <laughs> Nobody could walk to the kitchen. No, no, and no, I was so. like, fuck's going on? <laughs> like, how arrogant are you that you just think you can leave that there? Nobody can go toilet. Nobody can go, no staff can get it's to like So we like, we, said, we didn't know. They booked us a four and she bought a pram, massive pram. That is hilarious. So fortunately, we still had space in the front and we were like, oh, we've done. to move them. And they were like, oh, no, we don't want to move. So like, no, you are moving. Right? <laughs> Unless you, no one's getting unless you just leave your baby outside. <laughs> Unless you're willing to pass the food to all the yeah. tables throughout the evening that'd be great <laughs> yeah give out some nappies so people go toilet <laughs> yeah oh, man. I, I would you know my two are more grown up now but when they were younger I would never have dreamed of turning up in a restaurant um, especially if you know and you're booked and you know it's an older building like with a pram or a yeah, push chair yeah. just let, let them know because yeah. it's not 100% it, 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 there's a lot of restaurants even sort of chain restaurants where you can't just stick a big thing like that in the yeah, way true. when it's when it's busy especially if you're a two yeah 100 percent. do you see it as like it's just unlucky but say like you went to a chain you go to bella italia no reason i picked that like just that you know, mm. and you're just having food there and it's a friday night it's quite early at six o'clock and you just happen to be next to a family yeah who've got like a one-year-old in a high chair yeah banging the table crying food flying everywhere get rid of it get rid of it <laughs> Like, just yeah. manage your child. Yeah. Like, I understand that's going to happen a bit and you're in a chain restaurant, but what are you doing? Yeah, just yeah. just think of other people. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and even if you're in, you know, you're in a Z's or whatever and there's kids running around, I want to sweep the leg. <laughs> I want to sweep the leg. Like, what are they doing? It's yeah. dangerous for them. It's 100%. dangerous for them and it's annoying. And it's distracting, isn't it? Yeah. Because then all you and your partner are talking about, oh, fucking that kid's back. I'm yeah like, they're like well they can't sit down well don't bring them then yeah don't bring yeah, them like right. just introduce them gradually <laughs> and the way i've done it like with my two is like we never went to restaurant restaurants because yeah. i wouldn't enjoy the experience so what's the point spending yeah. a lot of money so you introduce it gradually you go to like i don't know coffee shops or costas because it's a short 20 30 minute experience yeah you have some food you have some drink they sit in their chairs yeah there's no ipads because yeah. i mean that's another subject oh, yeah, completely yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely not no. and, then, and then you introduce it and then we would go to maybe like little local restaurants or Aziz's or something where you're there what max an hour yeah right again no iPads we talk we communicate you sit in your chair unless we're going to the toilet I walk with you yeah. um, and you kind of like train them for yeah, one like, of a better like building phrase it up, isn't it? yeah and then yeah. now they could they could sit we go out for a Sunday lunch they could sit for a couple of hours and Perfect. and, be, and be, be happy and communicate and not feel like they've got to be up and down and running around yeah yeah so it's down to you you're the parent Absolutely. right parent them it's a big 
that's a it's a big thing to do but it's a big learning experience for the kids because they're going to be out in restaurants and stuff for the rest of their lives so it's like actually part of their education growing up how to and you don't build this entitlement into them that everything's about them they've got to accept sometimes that okay i have to sit down and yeah. You know, it's not just about me and what I want. Yeah, exactly. I can, I, you know, the adults want to be here. Yeah. We'll do something for me later. And this, this is for them and us now. Yeah, like, 100%. just got to learn that that experience is. It's really interesting. Like, thinking back to when I was a kid, I mean, you grew up in a pub, so it's very different. So you knew sort of like what it was like to be in a pub environment, at least yeah. having food out and that sort of thing. So, mm. like, my parents, we never, like, we went to McDonald's and stuff. And that yeah. was it. Like, we never went to restaurants. Mm. We, we, we so went to really Sunday remember. lunch quite a bit. Yeah, but. I don't really remember, like, my education into, like, going all my first restaurant experiences really but it's yeah. funny because like speak to Haley. so Haley's dad used to work for Egon Ronay and was a food critic and would go and then part of it sometimes he would take the kids because that was actually part of reviewing the restaurant see how they dealt with the kids as well yeah. so they, they were having like Michelin star food when they were like yeah. seven <laughs> I can't even get my head round that, that is like, mad fucking it, that is mad but like I would be stressed as a parent yeah like with a couple of kids in tow at a Michelin star place you're there for three or four hours potentially like nah no. yeah and back in the day, there had been no iPads and iPhones, even if you were relying on those things. You've just got to keep them engaged. Somehow. No, there wasn't. Yeah. Coloring books, I guess. Coloring books, yeah. So. Like, I let kids have them when, you know, they don't have them so much anymore, but like diseases and stuff would yeah. go to, like coloring. Well, those yeah, sorts of fine. places used to sometimes have their own, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, do they remember? do. Yeah. Like, I remember some pub chains would have like some coloring in things or, or like the placemat that the food would go on was yeah. a coloring in. They, 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 their menu yeah. is it. They, and they still have them now. And, do they? Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. Like kids do that and I can help them with maybe a word search or something. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a, you know, you're still communicating. Yeah, exactly. But no, no iPads and nothing like nah, that. Fuck that off. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about that for ages. I'm not going to. Nah, yeah, but sure. yeah, ultimately, Ultimately, so as number one, it's it's more like there's a lot on the parents like we've discussed, but there's a lot on the restaurant to be managing that situation. Yeah, you can't be scared stressful. to tell the parents, please make your kids sit down. There's yeah. other people here. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You've got to be able to do yeah. that. Great list, mate. Just quickly run through the top five again. What so that? number five, not checking back, offering more drinks. Yeah. Um, number four, taking ages for the bill. Number three, tap tipping in advance of service. Yeah. Number two, not telling you when something's run out. Yeah. Um, number one, screaming, annoying, little yeah. shitty kids. Yeah. Yeah. Laura was giving wry smiles throughout that whole thing. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we know. we know. That's great. That was really good. Uh, I need I need great one list. for you. Well, we might have one. Oh, because, brilliant. Because uh, we got some correspondence this week. Uh, it might be better for you this one, but we'll we'll see what you think. This was from Ben. Said. Uh, uh, hi guys, would love to hear a top five perfect foods the way they are. Oh, so okay. He, de- yeah. he, he defines this by saying no fuckery. <laughs> no fuckery, brilliant. So the standalone perfect creations when perfectly executed. So, um, I mean, he uses examples here like let's not add anything. It's like a croissant, but it's just a croissant. It's not yeah. like got loads of like fancy shit on it or doing. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of depth in that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's quite a broad. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I think that'd be a good one. You Top feel like food, no fuckery? That? Yeah, no, no fuckery foods. No yeah, there's loads foods. I could think of. You know, I'm a purist, okay. and I. Okay. Yeah. Well, we could. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do that for next week. And if none of my top five are in your top five, you can do yours the following week. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but I'll top start five, thinking about top mine. five non-fuckery foods. Non-fuckery. Thanks, Ben. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, just lastly, before we go, uh, we're not going to read through all. We've got so many things, but we, I thought it'd be nice to sort of like just nod towards everyone who messaged us after last week's podcast. Yeah, because um, it was an in, it was actually insane how many DMs I got. I mean, yeah, I mean, do you know what I mean? But yeah, you, I know you did get loads of messages too, and people commenting. Just I think your your honesty and authenticity talking about Michelin last week and all those sorts of things. I think it just resonated with so many people, and it was really heartwarming to see how many people just like just reached out to say we love the podcast, we love what you do. Just yeah. like in just. Uh, you know, no one had to say any of that. So no, I think no, we both appreciate just how much, how many yeah, people really got in do. contact. Like, very grateful. I did put a message out last week just to try and manage that because I was I was in Italy and it was busy. But there's been so many messages and there's yeah. a lot I've still not responded to. But I, I will. Yeah. But I just need to go through them. But no, I'm very grateful. Yeah. yeah. No, sure. It was, it was really great to see and, and great to hear from you all. And as always, please rate and review us. I know I bang on about it every week, but it's very important for getting the podcast shared and heard so rate and review on spotify apple podcast give us five stars and then put a comment on there we will always read those out yes every single week uh, wherever you are listening thanks so much for joining us and we will see you next time see you later
thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now.